0: Welcome to the Minimum Viable Podcast, a project of the Defense Entrepreneurs Forum. Our mission is to inspire, connect, and empower people in order to promote a culture of innovation in the U.S. national security community. You can learn more about DEF and get involved at def.org. That's DEF.org. We look forward to your ideas and are excited to connect you with other doers, working on hard problems.
1: Welcome to another weekly wrap-up episode on this fine Wednesday, the 5th of August. We are your hosts, Mike Madrid and Mike Bacota, and we're here to deliver you a wrap-up of what's going on around the Defense Entrepreneurs Forum over the past week.
2: In this segment, we'll cover things happening all over the deaf community from all the different ways members are interacting with each other throughout the organization as a whole. Deaf has become so large that over the years, it can be real confusing to stay on top of the Slack channels, virtual events, blogs, posts, other social media feeds that make up our entire diverse community. So we hope that this is easy to digest, gives you something to look forward to each week. And with that, Mike, we'll transition to you for the new members of the week.
1: So as we do, I'd like to welcome all of the new people who joined the Deaf community over the past week. And so that's Tyler Waite, Dan Borkus, Kellen Schneiderwind, Dave Peterson, Tim Cow, Michael Eichen, Savannah Horan, Jeffrey Biller, Michael Helgeson, Ryan Sammons, Martha Foss, Adrian Waters, Prescott Pollen, Bryce Morello, Steve Vikas, John Pachicano, Matthew Byington, Chip Colbert, and James Mock. And I recognize some of those names and don't recognize most of them so it's always great to meet uh, people in this community. And I wanted to, uh, I'm, I, we practiced this before Mike, but I'm still sure I mispronounced some of those names. So I seek your forgiveness, uh, but want to extend a warm welcome uh, to the deaf community. And uh, as part of uh, our also usual segment on these Wednesdays, I'd like to spotlight a volunteer. So deaf is an all volunteer organization and uh, our volunteer in the spotlight this week is named Rob, Rob Zupert. He's our engagement team lead. So Rob is originally from Pennsylvania. He served in the Navy on submarines and also in the intelligence community. And since transitioning out of the service, he has worked at Raytheon and now at NVIDIA as a business development manager, driving adoption of GPU computing in AI, data analytics and high performance computing. Rob took over the engagement team lead position from Gen Savada right after DEF 2019 in the fall of last year. He leads our efforts to forge partnerships with other organizations in order to provide values to DEF members and promote as well as model collaboration. One of our very first such collaboration partners actually will be on our show just here in a little bit. Um, but that being said, we are always recruiting for passionate volunteers. So if you're interested in stepping up, then head over to deaf.org slash join and apply to be a volunteer. And thanks to Rob for all that you do. Uh, Mike, back over to you for some news from around deaf.
2: Excellent. So this segment is compiled from everything in our deaf channel uh, through all the different feeds and everything. So if anybody throughout the week sees anything worth noting, wants to contribute, head over to the feedback channel tag Mike or myself and uh, we'll get you featured in the next week out on the Washington DC channel they're hosting a happy hour what looks to be every Friday at five so what's great with um, everybody acting virtual is that anybody can participate so if anybody is for instance transitioning to DC soon under orders uh, is going to be in the area or just wants to meet new people and you happen to be free on a Friday go dive all in and uh, Washington DC is the channel for that out in culture and change, uh, quite a bit going on, the Defense Department has been looking to have an active conversation about what's going on now, the sustainment, the teleworking, and if that's going to exist past the pandemic. Uh, we've all seen a lot of uh, benefits with that. I, I know over here we have in Pax River. Um, so it's interesting to see that everyone's starting to actually consider the, what it's going to take to do that moving forward. Uh, also a nice piece on the U.S. Space Force as they create an acquisition command. Uh, to build up. It's such such a unique opportunity we have right here, Mike, is to see a new branch of service being stood up. You know, it's something it hasn't been done in a long time, and I find it fascinating to follow along and see what's what's going on and how we're not just in space tomorrow. Everything that takes, that takes way leading to that. Uh, out in the diversity channel, an airman in the Air Force was the first in his command to gain Sikh religious accommodations. Uh, always great to see uh, the diversity that makes up all of the armed forces and everybody um, adapting and, and willing to, to work with each other. There's also a nice article there that Jer posted. So congratulations Jer, always one of our main contributors. Uh, it's celebrating the lives and achievements of LGBTQIA folks within the national security and foreign policy leaders. Um, it, it's really great. And it also highlights several deaf members. So congratulations to everybody, fantastic article. Um, out in Events. Uh, there's a DevOps Enterprise Summit in Las Vegas happening. Once again, virtual. Check that out if that interests you. In Influence and Operations, there are several good articles that are talking about the disinformation information in today's digital environment. With everything going on, it's it's really great to see, and, and there's honestly too many to discuss altogether. Out in jobs, there's multiple positions for project managers, executive directors, systems engineers, and analysts. So if anybody you know is impacted by Uh, this time in our country in COVID, get them involved in DEF and hop on over to the jobs channel. Uh, Out in the COVID-19 channel, there's a great piece uh, highlighting DARPA and their involvement in the race for a a vaccine for everything. Um, So that's great as well. The Air Force has a channel to themselves and they are innovating with training. Uh, using virtual technology. So that is something that is going to be huge moving forward. It's great to see people posting articles and really taking it seriously. So head on out to the Air Force channel for that. And lastly, the most important event, Mike, directly following this, we always have our virtual half hour. The link is out in the general channel as well as it'll be uh, here in this feed. But head on over and just meet new people and uh, great opportunity. Transitioning, the channel of the week, deaf is huge. That's why we do this thing every week. Uh, so this is one way that we hope that people will see a new channel, something new that interests them to participate in a different way. Um, God knows I had no idea everything that made up Deaf, even from our first conversation. Mike, I remember you telling me, hey scroll to the next page. I never left page one in the five years that I was with Deaf and so this is wonderful. Today we're going to highlight ideas and projects. This is a channel that's near and dear to my heart. I love that we have this. This is a place for anybody. If you have a new idea, something you're thinking about, or just something you want to bounce around like-minded folks, post it in there. Head out, see who, who can feed and grow your idea. Um, it's a wonderful channel. But with that, Mike, we're going to transition to you for our deaf updates.
1: Thanks, Mike. And I agree. That's a, a great channel. And there's always interesting things happening in ideas and projects. So I'd like to highlight uh, a lot of the events that we've been uh, having going on. And and there's several that have happened in the past week and many that are coming up this month. Um, So to recap, since our last episode, our our Seattle Agora out in the PAC Northwest held a virtual happy hour and also a workshop uh, with Dan Manning of Human Intelligence, a deaf partner organization. he's been doing these workshops virtually for our different Agora's. I know we've talked about them on previous shows. Uh, And this past one was entitled Adversarial Creativity what ISIS taught me about adaptation. And fun fact, we even had uh, an army member call in from the field for that event. Uh, Also last week, we had our very first uh, virtual workshop of the Cornerstone series, which our member and volunteer Jed is putting together. The Cornerstone series covers topics near and dear to entrepreneurs and emerging companies uh, in a real tactical and practical fashion, kind of like a boot camp. So last week on Thursday night, Jed had John Deschner on to discuss digital marketing. And the modern communications landscape and how digital comms can set you apart and captivate your audience obviously super valuable skills to all of our work in furthering culture change and innovation and in national security. And if you couldn't make it a recording of the session will be posted soon here on the Deaf podcast. So look out for that. Just yesterday, we had a second-ever workshop for the XWork project. We continue this uh, project related to the future of work from the perspectives of technical capabilities, tool competencies, and institutional culture, with an aim for the project of delivering a tangible product to the national security community later this fall. We have assembled a coalition of organizations for the project. And one of those coalition members, Rebellion Defense, hosted this second workshop yesterday afternoon. We had a very productive session facilitated by Katie Tobin, where we examined each of those three hurdles, capabilities, competencies, and culture, and how the XWork project could impact each of those most tangibly. We'll be posting a recap of the session to the Deaf blog, including some fun visual artifacts from the session. Uh, and our next workshop will be later this month in August, hosted by coalition member GovCity. Upcoming, as far as events across the deaf community, uh, in a little bit here on the 11th of August, our Washington DC Agora will host Zach Tyson Brown uh, for a discussion around the topic of reframing national security. And then on the 13th of August, this is a crazy day, we have three events happening on the same day all over the community. Uh, First is the Hampton Roads virtual link and learn, and that's in the evening on August 13th. Uh, If you want to learn about resumes, applications, and landing a job in the defense, this virtual link to learn will feature a panel of three career human resources and hiring experts that will discuss searching for, applying for, and getting hired for jobs and careers in the defense industry. Those three panelists are Marlo Calloway, Sultan Camp, and Randy Shabro. So definitely join if you're in the Hampton Roads community, uh, or if you are anywhere but are interested in that topic uh, area, tune in via Zoom. Again, on that same day, the San Diego Agora is having a virtual event to kind of kick back up the momentum in their local community. And then we're also having a virtual QA with Tech Congress. Again, this is the 13th of August. We'll be talking with Tech Congress, a startup nonprofit that was incubated at the Open Technology Institute at New America. Uh, they are nonpartisan and work with a diverse set of political voices. Uh, Not taking positions on issues, but rather focusing on building a new generation of technology leaders and supporting fellows with professional development. uh, Networking and freedom to tinker and test new ideas. Tech Congress places computer scientists, engineers, and other technologists to serve as technology policy advisors to members of Congress through one year congressional innovation fellowships. And that helps bridge the divide of knowledge and experience between DC and Silicon Valley for better outcomes for both. So Deaf member Frank Reyes will discuss his Tech Congress experience with Catherine Pratt and Nate Wilkins. And they'll also talk about uh, the work on the Hill, the upcoming cohort for which applications are due soon, and how it all overlaps with our mission of promoting a culture of innovation and national security. Uh, And finally, on the 24th of August, our West Lafayette Agora is also putting together a virtual event. So we're seeing lots of our our local communities across the country organizing uh, to keep people in touch and to keep having good discussions. Um, Before we move on, I'd also like to take a moment to thank two organizations who just recently donated very generously to DEF, and that's the National Security Technology Accelerator, NSTXL, and JJR Solutions. Both have uh, actually been longtime supporters of DEF and sponsored our events and programs in the past. Uh, As a nonprofit, DEF relies completely on impactful donations like these to keep our proverbial lights on and to pursue, you know, our mission of culture change, so we wouldn't be able to operate effectively and at ever increasing scale without financial stability to provide for our community and to fund our events and our programs. It's really inspiring to be in in the good fight alongside organizations like uh, NSTXL and JJR and all the powerful work they're doing. So once again, I am sincerely appreciative as we all are deaf, for their continued support of our community. And with that, I'll hand it back to you, Mike, for the second segment of our show where we bring on a guest, a different guest each week. And we talked about him already on today's podcast, that's Dan Manning of Human Intelligence, our first ever uh, collaboration partner uh, and also a longtime uh, Deaf member. So, with that, uh, I'll bring Dan on and over to you, Mike.
2: Excellent. Well, yeah, we are super excited. Uh, Mike, the more I learned about Dan and his history with Deaf, I think this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful segment. How are you? Hey, welcome. It's good to see you.
3: Hey, likewise, where are you calling in from today? So I'm living just north of Birmingham, Alabama. So it's uh, in the deep south, but pretty much in the middle of the deep south.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Well, hopefully uh, any, any uh, impact on weather in these last few days for you?
3: No, it's been, uh, it's been good. It's been hot, but not quite as, uh, quite as humid. So it only feels like about the 98 degrees that it is, not the 100 degrees that it felt like last week.
2: Well, good, glad to hear it. So let's, let's start about your engagement with DEF. When did it start? And how, how did you come into this great community?
3: Yeah, so I started um, learning about Deaf about two years ago. So I had a friend that I respect at the time that works in the uh, in the strategy space, and we were just talking about folks who uh, were thinking differently and thinking a, a bit beyond the current problems that we have. And he had um, you know been involved with Deaf and recommended that I check it out. So I did, and I was in uh, in D.C. when that that happened. So there's a great community, at great agora there in D.C., and I was able to to fall in on that and get to make some. Some really good relationships and some good friends, as well as expand my own uh, mind about the things that were important to all of us. That's excellent. Um, What do you do
2: now for a day job?
3: Yeah, so so I retired from the Air Force at the end of uh, last year in November, and now I'm the lead instructor for human intelligence. We're proud to be a collaboration partner, the first ever collaboration partner with DEF. So we teach uh, critical thinking, collaboration, communication, and when you do that right, you get access to more creativity to solve tough problems.
2: Well, that's fantastic. I mean, it, it sounds like the a match made in heaven. So what, what does that, that partnership feel like these days? What, what exactly is the relationship between that and deaf?
3: Yeah, so, so essentially what, uh, what we do is we provide that training for folks that are in deaf. Right, so we do uh, do different presentations. I appreciate you mentioning the one that we did for the Pacific Northwest on adversarial creativity, where we had a discussion about the importance of creativity in national security. And we had a discussion about how America's adversaries, because they can't outspend us, they try to outthink us and they try to be more creative than we are. But we have that ability to be creative, right? We firmly believe that the ability to be creative exists in in all humans, and that typically in the world where we work, it's the weight of the bureaucracy that sort of crushes that creativity out of us. And that if we can find places just to lift that weight for, uh, for even small periods of time, you can get some really innovative ideas some things that will solve problems that don't involve, you know, billions of dollars, but involves, you know, the, the human capital that we have invested in the uh, Department of Defense and in the folks that work there to change the culture and change the way we look at things. So we, we lead discussions like that, right? So we talk to people and try to uh, expand their minds to think about creativity in a way that applies more to the work that they're doing every day, and that it's more than just you know designing a logo or, or uh, more than art, which are certainly very valuable, but we can take those same skills and apply them to the problems that we struggle with to create solutions that make us all safer.
2: So in that partnership, what opportunities are there for deaf members uh, when it
3: comes to human, human intelligence? Yeah, so we, the easiest one is I am always available to, uh, to speak at an agora meeting, right? So I'm um, the easy button for for drinking thinks or for Lincoln learns or for whatever you're uh, you're doing there, and we will uh, you know bring some content that will absolutely be thought provoking, generate some discussion, and uh, provide the opportunity for collaboration, whether it's about some specific topic. Or it's about something that's a little bit broader, just how to uh, build a team that is that is trusting, right? How to build a team that can collaborate well together, particularly in this uh, atmosphere where we're all spread apart. But additionally, we'll put on workshops. Sometimes, to uh, we did one a few weeks ago about storytelling and how to really look at the science of storytelling to create a story that resonates with people, to communicate the meaning that you're looking for, all the way to how to be better critical thinkers, how to acknowledge the cognitive biases that we all have and be able to uh, overcome those to come up with good solutions.
2: That's absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. With that, have, have you had to adapt any of what you do um, because of COVID and the current situation that we're in in our country?
3: Yeah, hundred percent. So we were, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I retired in November. So we were getting the, uh, the business up and running and primarily we were doing you know, in-person training. So we would uh, you know travel to someplace, we had clients, um, you know, all around the, uh, all around the US, we would travel there, spend a few days working with them, you know, teaching and training. And now the uh, the virus came. So traveling is no good. Having people all meeting together is no good anymore. So um, I mean, one of the uh, benefits or drawbacks of being a company that teaches creativity is you got to figure out your problems, right? You got to find a way to make it work. So we revamped our curriculum. So now we, everything that we were doing in person, we're now able to do um, online through Zoom. So we are, you know, trying to experiment, do some things that are a bit more interactive with Zoom so that folks can, uh, can still get the message, but it's not like a, a boring meeting that you've been attending for, uh, for your office and you're wired to Zoom for the, uh, for the entire time. So pretty much everything that we did before, we can now do and we've actually expanded our curriculum to uh, provide some additional offerings uh, in the meantime.
2: Do you think that actually, because of the changes, that it's it's an advantage for you now? Do you think there's more opportunity, less opportunity? Um, Has has COVID really helped you to broaden your horizons when it comes to uh, what you're able to offer through human intelligence?
3: Yeah, absolutely. There's more opportunity, right? So we we talk about how the virus has forced people to do to be creative, essentially, right? That, um, and you look at whether it's our business or it's the the, the government in general, right, when you talked about working from home before, people were like, yeah, yeah, we can do a little bit of that, but I, they, it was hard for them to envision this work from home culture where you're able to get things done, until the status quo was unmistakably and irretrievably broken, where you couldn't pretend anymore that those old ways still functioned, so you had to find a new way to make it work, so people were exercised creativity, and they came up with those new solutions, and then they're able to fix those problems. The trick is that the same people that came up with those solutions after the status quo was unmistakably broken could have come up with those solutions months ago, right? But it was, again, usually the weight of the bureaucracy, but our status quo bias that said, no, we'll, we'll be able to muddle through this and, and make it work. And the same was for us as well, right? I, um, being able to communicate in person to someone, I think it has its own special power but that doesn't mean that I can't recreate a large part of that on Zoom and still be effective at communicating with people and help them to make themselves and their teams uh, more creative. So uh, it's it's easier <laughs> because there's not as much traveling involved. It also it costs less for our uh, you know for our clients, and we're able to do things like the work in the uh, Pacific Northwest, where we can have uh, a call that's the Pacific Northwest, but we've got folks from, from all across the country and sometimes all around the world that are joining up in a way that they could not have done if it were an in-person uh, link and learn or drink and think or whatever, whatever you call it.
2: That's fantastic. Uh, so during this time with COVID, we're all, a lot of us are learning stuff about ourselves a little more than we knew before. We're stuck inside. We're having to figure out new solutions. Have you come to any new epiphanies about yourself? Have you learned anything new, any skills you didn't know before that you had?
3: So, um, I mean, so the one that I can, uh, that I can think of you know, right off is, you know, we had the virus, and then also we had a big storm that came through uh, down here on Easter, and it, uh, we live a little bit out in the country, so it knocked down a ton of trees, and we were without power for about a week, so we, uh, internet was out, the lights were out. We so were running off of a uh, off of a generator, and it was another one of those cases where the status quo was unmistakably broken. Right, all the things that we did before became uh, more more difficult, but you still had to you know, keep uh, you know, keep living. So, I started. Um, I'm in the south, so biscuits are a big deal, and I found that I can make uh, biscuits on the stovetop, right, in a skillet. And I was, you know, you cook them a little bit of butter and they, they rise perfectly and they taste great. They're, they're crispy on the outside. And I was really, uh, really proud of that. And I called my mother and told her, hey, I made skillet biscuits on the uh, stovetop. She was absolutely unimpressed. Like uh, everybody used to do that, right? That used to be the way of making biscuits. So, you know, I created this new way of making biscuits, but it was new only to me. And what I find is the more research I do, the more I like to go back to you know, older research and um, older solutions because often those old solutions still apply today in a way that's, uh, that's innovative for the time that we live in.
2: Yeah, it, it's fun. I love the word innovation for that where you know it's not invention. Invention is something totally new mm-hmm. somebody's never seen before, but innovation is usually just taking what's already been done and spinning it back around in a different way. Absolutely love it. So you mentioned a lot of times that you're 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 the point man for for uh, any of our drink and thinks. If we were to hold a virtual drink and think, what what are you gonna be holding in your hand? What what is your what's your drink of choice?
3: Yeah. So uh, lately I've been drinking a uh, a local IPA. So we've got a um, actually a lot of you know small breweries that have opened up here in uh, in Alabama, and they make some fantastic IPAs. And on a uh, hot summer day, that's a great great beer to have down here.
2: Noted. Well, Dan, I think that's about it for us. I really appreciate your time. This was a great conversation. I'm looking forward to seeing everything that you guys do with uh, this human intelligence. And uh, you can expect me in your next uh, in the next event you got going on. So thanks again. Really appreciate great. your time today.
3: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Great talking to you.
1: <laughs> Likewise. Mike, I think uh, back to you, my friend. Well, those were wise words from Dan. Uh, and I also am now very hungry for a biscuit. Uh, so <laughs> we'll wrap up here. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we're sure that there are, of course, even more things happening all over the community than what we talked about today. Uh, so we hope this encouraged you to get more involved and to join the discussions happening all over. Uh, we've been your hosts, Mike Madrid and Mike Pakota. Two mics on a Wednesday, and we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for taking the time to listen. We love ideas and feedback. So feel free to send your thoughts to hello at def.org. For more great content and to stay in the loop about community events and activities, follow us on social media and subscribe to our monthly newsletter. Everyone plays a part in building the innovative national security culture we wanna to see. To find where you fit, just go to def.org join. That's def.org slash join.